Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. It's summertime, and that means it's time to get outside and enjoy the weather with some crisp, refreshing Bud Lights. Bud Light has the perfect summer lineup with Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange, both brewed with real citrus peels. New and just in time for summer is Bud Light Lemon Tea, brewed with real lemon peels and tea leaves. It's the ideal drink for summer, but it's only here for a limited time, so get it before it's gone. And to really get you in the summer spirit, Bud Light is giving everyone the chance to win the getaway of a lifetime. You can win two tickets aboard a VIP cruise to the Bahamas this summer, featuring a live performance by Jake Owen, and of course, plenty of Bud Light. For a chance to win, simply post your Bud Light summertime photos using the hashtag RealEnoughToGetAway and hashtag BudLightContest on Facebook and Instagram. See BudLight.com slash RealEnoughToGetAway for more details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. <laughs> and what a week this has been. Okay, let me give you, let me set the scene as to where we are and what's happening right now. First of all, it is 4.31 p.m. on Monday. We came into the studio this morning and recorded first the Taylor Swift emergency episode, then the Jordan Gate episode. We took a little break and we're now back for our regular episode. (laughs) The past 24 hours in pop culture, I know we kind of may say this a lot, but I think personally, and tell me if you disagree, this was the most I would say ever that we've had to- This was a a lot. This was a a final part of Jordan Gate. This is a (laughs) giant emergency episode. This was um, overwhelming to say the least. Yeah, but we are here. We are just as passionate about these stories and we're going to deliver, I promise you. But just know that the energy in this room, we're still kind of reeling from those other two. So it's it's intense. Energy's high. Energy's Energy's high. high. Okay. What happened this week was there were just so many weddings. Like I can't even explain to you how many people decided to get married. It was a a weekend of love. (laughs) It really was. So let's start with the obvious, which is, of course, Joe and Sophie. So as you guys remember, they were married technically in Vegas after the Billboard Music Awards, Diplo Livestream, the whole nine. We knew that they were going to get married in France in the summer, and we kind of – the official confirmation that this was definitely happening came in the form of a Dr. Phil comment. Because why not? Because why wouldn't it? So we knew that was happening. We're seeing everybody posting in in France. We're, like, so excited. And finally, it's confirmed. So 
They got married in their second ceremony in Provence. It's, the reception took place at Chateau de Tourot, which is where, just a fun fact, it's where the Real Houses of Beverly Hills went on their most recent trip to Europe. Wow. Which, I mean, come on. I love a good fun fact. Yeah, me too. So, like, like, talk about a crossover. <laughs> Seriously. So, Joe, we haven't really seen the official wedding pictures. As we've discussed, this is almost pretty opposite than the Nick and Priyanka situation in the sense of, like, you know, it's not going to be as for the public as I think a lot of us would maybe like. Yeah. I actually like when it's not for the public. I mean, I obviously suffer because I don't get to see as much, but I think it's more intimate and more meaningful when we're not privy to information right away when there's not like a a spread the second after the I do's come out. Let me tell you something. Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules got married this weekend, and I think she was still walking down the aisle when the people photos were released. Yep. I'm sure that was part of the deal. I just, wow. So Joe wore all black. He looked so handsome. So good. The groomsmen were obviously his his brothers and Phil McIntyre, who's his uh who's all of their manager. Yeah, and fun fact, Demi Lovato's former manager. They also had his dog as one of the groomsmen. It was, it was really cute. cute. You have to admit it. Yeah. Um, so all the, you know, groomsmen were in traditional black and white. Sophie wore this Louis Vuitton dress but we haven't seen a full picture we yet. saw the veil so far we saw the veil we haven't seen the full thing i'm so curious there was a night before the wedding where they her and joe were in these matching red outfits they are such a fucking power couple such a power couple i forget about it until i see pictures like that i know there's just something about the two of them together i think they have the most like amazing dynamic and they just look so good together but also like, I can't think of, like, two bigger people right now. I know. We did, um, like, a bonus episode for our Patreon, and we were talking about the Jonas Brothers, and one of the things that we said was in the documentary, because we watched the Chasing Happiness documentary, Joe was talking about how, like, at the time when Kevin was getting married to Danielle and stuff, he didn't understand how, like, what true love meant. And he says a quote. He's like, listen, now I would, I get it. He's like, I would do anything to see Sophie for an hour. And that quote just really got I us. thinking about it. Me too. I don't know. I just love the that. The last time I can like, do you know what I'm going to equate that quote to in what? terms of like hitting hard? No. Miley Cyrus saying that Liam Hemsworth goes outside to check the weather for her. I'll never forget that. Never. No, that was, yeah. Um, also, like a couple of days before the wedding, Sophie posted this Instagram story. There were two tubs in the bathroom. Gorgeous. You could tell it was like they had a balcony view. And Joe is in that tub. No, I have not stopped thinking about that photo since it went up. I'm not even typically so attracted to him. I don't know what it I was. I am typically so attracted to him. And that was, put me over the edge. It fucked me up, that picture. Yeah, I swear to God. Me yeah. Up. So some of the guests there were obviously the family, Ashley Graham, Diplo, who apparently DJed, Dr. Phil, Wilmer Valderrama, Maisie Williams. It was star-studded beyond. And I cannot wait to see more photos. Like, oh my God. We were refreshing, but we knew it wasn't going to happen. I know. We'll get them. I know we will. I have no doubt. It's just going to be released on their time and their schedule, and that's okay. <laughs> She's, you're saying that to calm yourself, I feel like. I know. <laughs> I fully am. Okay. I just, I need to see them. No, I know. Second wedding, Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Let me say background to anybody that doesn't know this. I've always thought Zoe Kravitz was stunning and so cool, but I didn't fully get it because I never watched Big Little Lies. Last week, I spent one night staying up till 4 a.m., and I finished Big Little Lies. I have a newfound appreciation for this woman that I didn't know was possible. I told you so. I've always been obsessed with Zoe Kravitz, and I said it the other day, and I said, I feel the way about Zoe Kravitz that I feel about Rihanna. And you guys told me, you and Isabel, like, you're crazy. Well, I was crazy because I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I saw how unbelievable she was from, like, the outside, but I didn't get it. I didn't know. I, I wasn't familiar with her work. Oh, my God. She is just 
I, I've never like I'm like in love with her vibe. It's her vibe, but it's the same way. Like obviously, Laura Dern is an amazing actress, but I was I didn't have that connection. Now after watching Big Little Lies, I have the connection. Like I'm on the bandwagon, you guys. Like all of us that messaged asking if I watched, I never watched anything. I get it now. So if anybody wants to just talk about Big Little Lies, I'll do it. Like I'll do it forever. It's her first TV show. It's, it's like a really <laughs> big deal. Like it, it's it's very funny. I woke up like the next morning, and all of a sudden I, I'd fallen asleep when you when you were watching, and I woke up to all of these texts being like, oh my god, oh my god. It was the funniest thing. So now she's like, she's texting me. And she's like, Julie, please, please say yes to this. I, we can talk about it. I swear. I'm like, what? Just spit it out. She's like, can we maybe spend five minutes on an episode like <laughs> talking about Big Little Lies? And we'll just do a recap. And I was like, listen, I'm obviously okay with that. I've been wanting to do it forever. But now that you've jumped on the bandwagon a little late, I want you to just be prepared that the seasons are not that long. So we're only going to get about five or six episodes maybe of being able to talk about it. And I don't want you to get hurt when the, episode, the season's over. It was, no, it was beyond. And we didn't even get to watch it last night because of everything. So like, no, no. thank you everybody for, for not letting us watch Big Little Lies. The entire week I'm like, you know what, Julie? I'm just so excited. Sunday night we're going to sit at the apartment. We're going to take an edible and we're going to watch it. And then the entire pop culture world collapses and we're up till four doing, a, doing an outline. But anyway, so they also got married in France at, was at Lenny Kravitz's Paris home. Which is, oh my God, so gorgeous. And I sent Isabel the pictures and she was like, Lenny, who designed that home? And I was like, Lenny did because guess what? Lenny Kravitz is also an interior designer. Talk about a cool vibe. I can't. So her husband, Carl Glussman, proposed in 2018. They were at home like in sweatpants and I Zoe, love that story. I love the story. Zoe felt his heart racing and she asked him what's wrong and he proposed, which I like just, I got this how I get the chills a lot during our episodes. It's such a special thing. Also, I could not imagine her getting getting engaged in any other way than like casually in sweatpants at home, but somehow making it so beautifully sentimental. Have you stalked them? They're the sweetest with each other. They are no, it's beyond. I know. Also, some of the guests, Jason Momoa, obviously he's married to her mom, Lisa Bonet. Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley, Reese Witherspoon, literally the entire Big Little Lies cast, um, Denzel Washington, Cara Delevingne, Ashley Benson, Chris Pine. The list goes on. It was star-studded to say the least. Let me ask you a question that was posed in our Patreon group. I know what you're going to say. Oh, God. Which would you rather be at, Joe and Sophie? And remember, they're both in Paris. You can't get to be at both. Like, one's in, one's in Paris, one's in south of France. Joe and Sophie or Zoe Kravitz? So when this question was initially posed, I said Joe, and I think I've since retracted my statement because I think I was still coming off the high of watching the documentary. Having thought back on it and being a new Big Little Lies stan, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, look who learned the word stan. <laughs> Listen, I do sick shit to be in that audience with Reese. Come on. I, the whole – I pick Zoe, obviously. I, think, I pick Zoe, too. The third wedding that happened this week, like, there are so many. I feel like we're just like Mindy Weiss. All of I sudden. know. Okay, so the third thing that happened was Catherine McPhee and David Foster also got married in London. All of his kids were there. Catherine was wearing Zach Posen, and she looked. I don't know if I've spoken about this on this podcast. Like, I'm totally obsessed with her. I have like a yeah. She's like one of my people. We've definitely spoken about it. The two of us. Yeah. I don't know what it is about her. Like, not, it's not just physical. I think she happens to be gorgeous and has the most insane body. But it's not that. I just love her like energy. She posted a photo with the caption, exactly 13 years ago, my, when my first single, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, was released right after Idol. Today, I'm marrying the man who produced it. Life is full of beautiful coincidences, isn't it? Thank you for taking me over the rainbow, David. Oh, 
I really love them together. I really, really, every aspect of their relationship, her relationship with his kids, Sarah and Aaron specifically, I'm just obsessed with. When Sarah and Aaron were on the podcast, at the end, like we didn't want to make it about them, obviously, like about David and Catherine, because I feel like they get asked that all the time. But at the end, we're like, we have to just ask you guys, like, you know, how is it? And they were like, honestly, they're so perfect for each other. They were like, she, he plays the piano, she sings. Like, they make a lot of sense. I know, listen, if you're going to be critical about the age difference, then there's nothing nothing that we could say to change your mind. And I'm not trying to. Like, I get that. I get if you can't get behind that. But if you look past that and just look at their interests, they're incredibly aligned, it seems. Yeah. Also interesting to note, one of his ex-wives, Rebecca Foster, that's Aaron and Sarah's mom, commented saying, so welcome, so happy to welcome you, Kat, into the family. Congratulations. And Catherine replied something like, you are a class act. Thank you. They have such a fucking civil – like, it's unbelievable with the amount of kids, ex-wives, this and that. At least to us, the level of civility that they – like convey is really high. I don't know about Yolanda. Like I'm sure there was some bad blood there, but I'm saying what we see is is generally positive, right? I, I think and I think it's a trend we're seeing more and more in Hollywood is these civil, like in term <laughs> in terms my girl Gwyneth would support conscious uncoupling. It's just I think that people are starting to realize and and lead by example that you can you don't have to be with somebody to respect them and also as the mother of your children you should be able to have a good relationship with them so i i love seeing it and i think it's amazing to see no totally also just quickly want to note this obviously as you guys know by now britney and jacks from vanderpump rules got married they were at the kentucky castle lance bass officiated lisa vanderpump was there the entire vanderpump rules cast was there it was exactly what i would have anticipated their wedding to be very true to her roots listen I, I can't even get into this one, so I'm just going to say I'm really happy for them, and they seem really happy. And you know what? I've always said that Britney seems to me as just like the sweetest girl, and if ja- if she changed Jax, then I'm happy for them. Genuinely, I mean, I'm not saying that sarcastically. And you know who I'm happy for? Who? Lance Bass. I thought he killed it at yeah, this wedding. Did. You see him dancing to Bye Bye Bye? Amazing. <laughs> In not-so-positive relationship news, Camille Caballo and her boyfriend, Matthew Hussey, broke up a little after a little over a year together. So mm. can you take us through that? I'd love to. <laughs> so, of course, Camille Caballo recently releases her music video with Shawn Mendes, which was steamy. To say the least. To say the least. Um, so, obviously, fans start to speculate about them and, and their involvement with each other. And, you know, as all timing works out, Camila Cabello comes forward that her and Matthew have have broken up and I guess her fans, you know, were attacking him. I, I don't know what this trend is. Like why it's one thing to be a fan of somebody, but why you feel like you have to attack on their behalf is just beyond me. It's just I just don't understand it. So she released a statement on her Instagram story asking fans to obviously back off if you would like to read that um. Oh, yes. She says, to my fans, if you really love me, please do not send people I love and care about hateful things. You doing that really hurts me, and it's so unnecessary and heavy and damaging to add more pain to pain. There's a real person behind your tweets. You spamming them with hateful, insensitive things is really not funny. It's causing all of us pain, and doesn't it all reflect the values I talk about? Please be kind and compassionate and sensitive and respectful. I know you love me, but anyone that's doing that is really not even respecting the sacred things in my life. The people I love and care about is one of them. I would really appreciate it if you would delete any mean comments you've sent and please be kind by leaving it alone. So well said. You can – listen, I'm not saying she wrote that. Like I'm sure she had some, some help like as all these statements she are. She could have that. She could have. But I'm saying all this stuff is run through a publicist yeah. most of the time with celebrity stuff. But I'm saying you can feel on that. She genuinely is like hurting. Yeah. Do you ever – like 
I always think about this. It's kind of similar, different, obviously, but similar with like Jordan, like very different. Because, just hear me out on what I'm going to say. Obviously, her boyfriend didn't do what Jordan did, but I tr- I think of this similar to like Kylie and Jordan. Like if people were attacking Jordan on Kylie's behalf, she'd have such a problem with it. Same with any kind of breakup. Do you ever think about that in your own personal life? Because when I do, whether it's a breakup or just someone that I'm not friends with anymore, the last thing that I would ever want is like people in my life to then make them feel worse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not – I guess it depends. It's not such a logical thing that happens, I think, in our day-to-day versus like being a celebrity when you have a platform and people that look up to you. I guess I could equate it to like if you had a really bad breakup and I got involved and like said something um, – I don't know. I guess I've never really been put in a position where I had to feel like I had to speak on behalf of somebody else or wanted to, you know, vilify somebody on behalf of somebody else. I don't know. It's a really it's a really interesting thought. I guess it doesn't happen as much in those types of I guess it's not even a fair comparison because the fans don't know the person. Whereas it would make sense that if you're in my life, you would have known the boy or the whoever the person would be. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like a really I just hate yeah, you're right. I, f- I hate this trend. It like causes me so much anxiety for but some reason. I will say I think this is a really good example that she is saying how to handle her fans it's like i appreciate that you love me i appreciate your support that's not wavering but this is not how we handle things and this is not how i want you to handle things and i think that's an important message to send back in the day people didn't have to do that as much because social media wasn't a thing like I'm thinking back to like when Madonna was a huge huge thing if if she was in a public fight with someone the worst thing someone was going to do would not be in the like to to the person that she was in the fight with would not be the same level. They couldn't spam them with mean comments. No, it didn't exist. They couldn't. You know what I mean? That's why they like, could send them hate mail and it's all they had to do was not open it. Exactly. And also it takes a lot more effort to write up a, a note than to just leave a comment. I swear to God, if I I would take I'm saying this out loud, seriously. If I if we had to make the choice between no, if if you say no to trolls, like forget like people trolling, and that means that you'll never be able to post another clapback. Would you take that? Duh. Oh, in a second. It's not. It's like it's a, like anybody who would rather see a clapback than like never see a troll again is just like a little selfish, in my opinion. I it's I hate it. I, and I'm sure every celebrity would agree that they'd rather not have to clap back at anyone than be known for having a good clapback. I know it's so weird. It's like this vicarious anxiety. We're taking a quick break to tell you guys about Honey. I know you're probably wondering, what is Honey? Well, first, let's talk about something that we can all agree on, which is saving money. Honey is a free browser extension that scans the web for coupon codes and discounts while you shop online. So it automatically applies the biggest savings to your cart at checkout, like magic. It works on over 20,000 sites, for example, Amazon, Nordstrom, J. Crew, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Macy's, the list goes on. It takes zero effort to install, just two clicks, and you'll start saving anytime you shop online. Personally, I tried this and I did it on Nordstrom. I was buying a pair of shoes and I ended up saving like, I think it was like 1927, something ridiculous. And I was like, wow, I had absolutely no idea. I ended up getting them for like $81 and I was expecting to spend way more. So I can attest to the fact that it really does work. Um, this, this woman, Irene tweets and says, I totally thought at honey was a scam, but I just got $300 worth of bathing suits for $180. That's the thing. I think a lot of people think that it's a scam and then you actually use it and you're like, oh my God, this really works. So that's the thing. You probably are thinking it sounds too good to be true. It's free. It saves you money. What's the catch? It's pretty simple. When you use a coupon provided by Honey, they earn a small commission from the merchant and they pass along some of the savings to their members. So really, it's a win-win for everybody, which I love that they're so transparent about that. So look, there's really no reason not to use Honey if you're shopping anyway. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com CBC. That's joinhoney.com CBC. 
Honey, online savings simplified. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay. Also, Shane Mitchell like randomly announced that she was pregnant. Best news of the God. Oh my God. I couldn't be happier for a person. We were so shocked by this. Like, remember Isabel texted it in the group and we're like, What? The funniest thing that happened when this when this came out is that Shay Mitchell literally posted a picture of herself topless with her pregnant stomach, and people were posting it, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's true!" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. How would she have faked that? Like, I I mean, I'm so happy for as as a lot of you probably know, Shay Mitchell in January posted that she had suffered a miscarriage, and um, she had posted the sonogram. Yeah, it was just, I mean. To go from that to this is just unbelievable. And I'm so, so happy for it. And that's like one of the hardest things you can go through. So thank God there was like a light at the end of the tunnel for her. Yeah. And her boyfriend, his name is Matt. I think you said Babel. He is like so hot. Like, yeah. she, first of all, she's so hot. Like, there, oh my God, that baby is going to be. I. That's all I can think about. I've never been so jealous of an unborn baby's complexion already. Oh my God. Yes. That is so true. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, she posted on Instagram and she wrote the caption, does this mean I'm allowed to drive in the carpool lane at all times now? And he posted, her boyfriend posted a picture of her and wrote, watching the both of you grow over the past six months has been the most beautiful thing in the world. We're lucky to have you. Love you. Oh my God, I have chills. The only interaction we've ever had with Shay even remotely is that we like kind of became friendly with her former assistant who was the nicest girl ever and could not speak more highly of Shay as a person. So like we don't know her personally, but we've heard really great things. And I don't know. I'm just so happy for her. That's so not, happy I have nothing else her. to say other than I'm just so happy for her. I so agree. Um, the next thing that we want to talk about, I don't even want to give it the time of day. The only reason I want to say it is to, like for anybody that's a little confused or doesn't fully get it, I just want to explain to you what happened because this is the most bullshit story. And we were like enraged by this. This was just like, oh my God. She, I like felt dumber from hearing this. People comes out with a tweet that says, Kylie Jenner talked about how rich she is at the mail at the Met Gala, says Alex Alex Rodriguez. And Kylie retweets and write, um, no, I didn't. We only spoke about Game of Thrones. What she's what that article was referring to was he did an interview, and in the interview, he was talking about the Met Gala, saying who was at his table, and he's joking. He's like, Yeah, you know, there was some uh, singer, and I don't apparently she's famous, never really heard of her, obviously talking about J-Lo. Like, and then there was Kylie talking about how rich she is. Like, listen, I didn't hear the interview, but I I read it. I'm a hundred percent sure he meant that with no mouths. They're very good family friends. Okay, everybody runs with this. Like, 
oh my God, A-Rod versus Kylie. And we were literally, we wrote in our Patreon group, like, guys, for not even for a quarter of a second, should you believe this? It's ridiculous. If anything, first of all, Kim basically idolizes J-Lo. They're at the Christmas party. They are very good friends with the family. The last person that A-Rod is going to come out against is Kylie. This is a ridiculous narrative that I hate clickbait headlines. It's so goddamn annoying. And so Kylie responds like, um, no, I didn't. We only spoke about Game of Thrones. And he writes, oh, my God, that's right, at Kylie Jenner. It was me talking about you and your makeup line and how much my girls love you. Hashtag Game of Thrones. Hashtag respect. Hashtag all love. Literally case closed. I don't even want to get into that. Oh, you know what's funny about the hashtag Game of Thrones? Like, you, thought, you thought it GOT. said goat? I was like, oh, he misspelled goat. Because he always says goat about him and JLo. Yeah, and like obviously Kylie's the goat also. Yeah. Moving on, these aren't these next two things are not really stories. I kind of just <laughs> want to mention them. Number one, Delilah Bell, that's Lisa Rinna's daughter, her oldest daughter, has this boyfriend. His name, what's his name? Is Ayal Booker. He's Israeli, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, he is. Very handsome. They are just such a hot couple. The only thing I want to say about this is that she was posting vacation content of them in London, like, the whole weekend. And He's British. British-Israeli. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that's the hottest combo you've ever heard in your life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally have nothing else to say other than they're just such a hot couple and watch this couple because I think that they're going to make waves. He was on waves. Love Island. He's a model. Interesting. I didn't know yeah. he was on Love Island. I uh, So after I saw their pictures together, I may have done a, a little research <laughs> on him and found out a very deep, dark hole of his Instagram. And uh, the only thing I discovered is that he was on Love Island and that he's Israeli. But his... Ha- Happy Father's Day, Abba Post really got me. No, Julie, this always comes out. It's like, I, like on the podcast is when I found out that Julie's obsessed with Poosh. Like all these random facts about her. It's kind of like when, that's almost when you found out that I was obsessed with Little Zan because the way I was talking about it. Not obsessed, fascinated, not obsessed. Please don't compare. Please, please don't compare Al Booker to <laughs> Little Zan. His Abba would not appreciate that. <laughs> In regards to Jake Paul and Tana Mojo, which we briefly spoke about last time, at the time we recorded that episode, we didn't know that the G-Wagon he bought Oh, my God. Emma's real. pretending like she doesn't even think this is a real story. <laughs> oh, my God. You're full of shit. You are fucking lying. Just say it. You want to talk about it? Fucking own it. Say it. <laughs> say you think this is a story. Okay. It's a real story, and I want to talk about it. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I said it last time. I know how stupid this is. Please Please, I feel like I'm justified now that I watched Big Little Lies. Like, I know what amazing cinematic, like, is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't count. I just, oh, my I have God. some weird obsession. I can't help it. Anyway, he, last time when we recorded the podcast, he had bought her a G-Wagon. He did a whole video about it. It was completely fake, and it was just for the, the for the pictures, which, like, great. She can't even drive. No, I know. Also, apparently, he bought her, like, we were like, remember they were engaged, and Julie was like, do you think it's real? I was like, there's no fucking way. Apparently, those rings were worth, like, $500, and... My final stance on this is that the entire thing is done for clout, although I think that they do sleep together and I think that they do kind of like each other. The whole thing is for clout and I'm living for it. They know – they've said it's for clout. I mean they're open about it. It's so dumb. Do you not even want to talk about it? Are you no, like- I just like I, – I have such an issue with this like culture that's being created that you can just like pretend to have a life that you don't have for like – for YouTube followers and I think it's ridiculous that people give into it. But I, I get it. I get I get it. You don't have to explain it to me. Like, it's entertaining to watch. I just think it's, like, like the dumbest message to send out. Also, Bella... And I'm not usually like that. No, I know you are not. Bella Thorne, like, posted a lot of PDA pictures with her boyfriend. And a lot of people commented... We just posted in the roundup today. A lot of people commented, like, wait, I thought she had a girlfriend. Like, what about Tana? And she responded to all of them and was like, no, we broke up. Their relationship is, like, very kind of confusing. It's, it was It's always been under the the thing of, like, listen, like... We, we're always going to be in each other's lives regardless of who we're dating. But I guess now it's not sexual. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting. Just that, like the rest that, of you. I'm interested in. It, it's so interesting. It's really – the dynamic between the two of them is so interesting. Because I don't know if they're just platonic now. Anyway, um, 
last thing we want to say, this was so exciting and I feel like it kind of got buried in light of all the other drama. Why don't you say, Jewel? Lil Nas X came out. I'm so happy for him. He came out on Twitter. He said, some of y'all already know. Some of y'all don't care. Some of y'all not going to fuck with me no more. But before this month ends, I want y'all to listen closely to Closure. And then he put the um, rainbow emoji. Happy for him. Happy Pride, Lil Nas X. Happy everything. Happy Pride to everybody. I just, I can't. No, I know. He, you know, it, it was interesting because I didn't know about this, but apparently he had like come out as bi before. That's what See, I, I read. I never saw that. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's fully true, but I, I read that and like then people weren't sure. Like I didn't even know that it was speculated in the slightest. And I'm just so happy for him. Like so happy. Amazing. He's, I told you, I like this guy. Oh, <laughs> I've I've, first of all, I've obviously spoken a lot about Lil Nas X because I think that for exactly the situation he's in, like meaning the whole thing with Old Town Road and, and how hype it got and, and everything, he has the perfect personality for it. And I, I am telling you, I've listened to his new album and he will go much farther than that one record. He is incredibly talented, so personable, and I just, I truly wish him the best. As do I, Julie. Okay, shall we transition to our award ceremony? Is there anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. So we're just going to take a second to tell you guys about Ava Fertility Tracking Bracelet. So if you've ever struggled to conceive, then you know that getting pregnant isn't always easy. Timing is everything, but it can be tough to know when your chances are highest. Which days are you most fertile? Are you tracking your fertile window accurately? So if you've ever wished that you could understand your cycle phases in real time, because even with a lot of these very like popular period tracker apps, there's a large margin of error. And it's important. It's obviously super important to know like when you're menstruating, when you're ovulating, all of these things. So this is what Ava is. It's a Swiss startup company dedicated to advancing women's health and to breaking taboos around discussing the menstrual cycle. So it's a wearable CE certified medical device in the form of a comfortable bracelet that uses cutting edge technology to detect different phases of the menstrual cycle in real time. An amazing feature about this is that it's only worn at night. So even though the bracelet is like totally comfortable and stylish, it only needs to be worn while sleeping. So you go to sleep wearing it, you wake up with more insight into your health and natural cycles. I also just personally love this fact. 20% of the price of Ava goes directly to the company's medical research and development in women's health. Okay, ladies, it's finally time to understand your body. Visit avawomen.com to learn more. And for listeners of our program, you can receive $20 off your order by going to avawomen.com slash celebs and using the code celebs. Again, that's avawomen.com slash celebs and use the code celebs for wherever you are in life. Okay, now back to the show. Let's get to the awards. So, for funniest, we have two nominees. The first is David Spade. He commented on John Mayer did the whole bottle cap challenge thing that a lot of celebrities are doing. Can we try it when we get home? <laughs> like, absolutely not. And We're doing it. He knocked the cap off of like a plastic vodka bottle. And David Spade comments, "Can I do the one where you drink it?" Funny. Just we didn't funny. we didn't post it in our first one because it wasn't up at the time. But a funny comment. And I just think David Spade is good on social media. The next was Gwyneth. So Chris Pratt posted a picture from his honeymoon. This motherfucker got so burnt. Like his in he was bright red, like really badly burned. Yeah, I, could, was, I could hear my a, mom looking yeah. at that picture being like, oh my God, we got to get him some aloe. Like Same. I just could hear her. I know. You know what I could hear? And this is why you wear sunscreen. Yeah. I don't even feel bad. Yeah. It's so true. And uh, Gwyneth Paltrow comments, I've got some goop for that. I don't know why we thought that was so funny. And it's not just us. 
Because the way we do the the awards now is that our Patreon members vote for the funniest and the best clapback of the week. And this one by a long shot. I think it's because it was almost seen as like her making light of goop. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've got some goop for that. I don't know. We just thought it was funny. I think people like when she pokes fun at herself. I don't know. I just, I appreciated it. Congratulations, Gwyneth. You are this week's recipient for funniest comment of the week. I'm so excited to announce the clapback winner. So I'm first going to announce the nominees. Then I can announce the winner. First was Lisa Renich. She posted that infamous video of her dancing with Bruce Bozzi at Andy's Baby Shower. So just like provocatively and fun and amazing. And wrote, if you ever get the chance to dirty dance with Bruce Bozzi, take it. Hashtag pride. Happy World Pride, everyone. And someone comments, bit embarrassing if you ask me. And she responds, no one asked you. I mean, exactly. No one did ask them. No one did ask you. And Andy Andy Cohen finishes us off with some fire emojis. Ready for our winner? I'm ready. (laughs) You guys are going to be so excited. Okay. So Christy Teigen's mom, Pepper, is a fucking icon. If you don't know about her, you should. Her Instagram handle is PepperTai, T-H-A-I-2, like the number. And she posted a side-by-side of her wearing the same dress that Chrissy wore on Kimmel or on Fallon and wrote, at Chrissy Teigen, so who wore it better? And she responds, oh, my God, you dork. And someone comments, neither. We So we posted it. And someone commented on our post saying, neither. That dress is hideous. And the person had a dog icon as their, as their avatar. And she responds, that's good. You, a dog, cannot wear that. <laughs> I love Pepper. I love her. Listen, let me tell you something. Chrissy did not just stumble upon her sense of humor one day. That's, that comes from somewhere. Absolutely. So we are literally giving Pepper the clapback of the week. And I couldn't be more excited to do it. I'm so excited. Literally congratulations pepper and you deserve it she's been commenting a lot like she claps back a lot we started to realize that she doesn't follow us yet but she comments like on our posts about her uh clapping back at people and i love it i'm like could not be more here for it i don't know she's just really fun let us now transition to our kardashian recap obviously our favorite part of the episode a couple things happened i feel like everybody listening to this part did listen to our jordan gate part five but in case you didn't just a little plug for that one First thing I want to talk about is Chloe's 30th birthday. Oh, my God. The party of a century. You know, listen, every time they have a party, we talk about it and we always say, like, this was amazing because every single one was. And somehow I'm still – it's I'm not unfazed. Like, I'm phased every single time. Every single time I'm like, wow, they really knocked this one out of the park. Like, as yeah. if they didn't the last fucking 30 times. Like, as if we, like, were expecting it to be some small little gathering. Like, I, the way we talk about it, it's like, you know, really thought they were going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Like, yeah. like what did we expect? So this – okay. It was her 30th, and obviously she's had a fucking year from hell. So they do it at her house. The entire theme is, like, pink. So first off, let's talk about what Chloe's wearing. Chloe is in this strapless, almost corseted, hot pink shirt with high-waisted, light blue, I would assume, good American jeans. Looks so good. Like, really looked so amazing. good. They had on a – there was a name – like, a glow neon pink sign that said Clo Money right outside her house that they were all um, – Snapchatting, I mean Instagramming, and if you remember in the Jordan Gate episode, she said she's like, "Clo Money's coming back." So I love that. Clo Money's fucking the back. The decorations were as gorgeous as ever. It was pink flowers hanging from the ceilings from outside. It was almost like this euphoric world of just pink. Yep. One question that someone described it. Thank you. One question that someone asked us that I think is so interesting is always like, "There's so much desserts at all of these parties." Number one, is it real? Number two, like. If it's not, I mean, if it's if it's real, like, and they're and it's not fake, do, do they throw it away? Like, what do they do? I have no idea because they're right. There's no way all this stuff gets but eaten. Boy, do we want to ask those questions? <laughs> those are the things that I want to ask them so badly. They have pink desserts, happy birthday, Chloe, and donuts. They have the ever. I mean, they always get the donuts. They have the jars of of cookies of can. I mean, it is everything they do is so 
gorgeous. They had a mechanical bull, which they were all riding. Kylie looked insane. Of course, Stoss was there. Of course. I know. I feel like it's a repeat. You could say Sophia also looked (gasps) insane. Sophia's in. Like, the best line anybody ever had was the video of Kendall with Stormy on her hip. And somebody commented, they wrote in the Patreon group, and they wrote, um, Kendall looks so good with a baby. She wears that thing like it's a Birkin. Yeah, she's like, she wears it. I think that. it was. I think her, the girl's name is Emma. Honestly, I, I could only dream of wearing my baby like a Birkin one day. She's like, I know Kendall doesn't want kids anytime, but goddamn, does she wear that baby like a Birkin? I was like, yes, she yeah, fucking God does. Goddamn, yes, she does. Also, only at a Kardashian party, and I guess no, because at Chrissy Teigen's or at John Legend's 40th, they did a similar thing. Would they have such a set up like photo booth? Like they had a an entirely pink photo booth, basically set up that was treadmills and workout gear just solely for the that was that Instagram was amazing photos. that yeah. was amazing 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 and so chloe obviously you didn't think that we were going to get through this episode without telling you tristan thompson's birthday birthday message now i Indigia. mean truly what the fuck was up with that so this motherfucker posts on instagram <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> a picture of chloe and true and he writes Happy birthday at Khloe Kardashian. You're the most beautiful human I've ever met inside and out. Thank you for being an amazing mommy to our princess, True. She's blessed to have someone like you to look up to. I wish you nothing but more success in sending you positive blessings your way. Enjoy your day, Coco. Number one, for everybody asking, did he turn off his comments? His comments are always limited so that you can only comment if he follows you, which is why he has a total of 16 comments. Number one, Chloe did not like it as far as we can see, but she did yes, like she liked the tweet. No, she, she liked the post too. Really? Uh, I saw she liked the post when I looked. Oh, you're right. She did. Wow. I didn't know that until this moment. I thought she only liked the tweet. She did like it. She liked both. But she didn't comment. No. Interesting. There was like a source that was like, yeah, she was confused as fuck why he posted that. Listen, again, we are obviously not Tristan fans. I guess I could understand the argument of like, would it have been worse if he didn't? What do you think? It's kind of cute that he (laughs) thinks that like he still has the ability to like shift public perception. That he can be like, oh, let me just release this thing. I'm going to say the nicest things about her and it's all going to go away. It's like uh no it's just like my thing is and i said this in the emergency episode it's like you don't get to call someone the most beautiful human you've ever met and then publicly humiliate them to the world it doesn't work like that as soon as you did that everything you ever say about her going forward in my mind is discredited that's yep. all no, i don't no, think truly and by the i don't way, even think it's just in your mind it's truly discredited and i don't think he had like malintent with posting that obviously i think he was you know what? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say it wasn't to shift public perception. Let's say he really just wanted to show Chloe happy birthday. Let's just say that. Even still, an Instagram post doesn't do it, bud. Yeah, I don't I don't know how comfortable I feel in saying that. I, I'm just trying. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to do. You know what's cool about Tristan, though? We don't have to, like, pretend to understand his side. Yeah, that's true. That's a very true thing. It's ve- – yeah. Also, um, Ky- there was a whole rumor about did Kylie say she's pregnant – I listened to the video maybe 17 times. I'm sure if you Google like Kylie pregnant video, you'll find it in a second. I do not believe it was her. And also we didn't post this in light of everything else happened. Chloe commented on that video on a, like a fan Kardashian fan account and wrote, and wrote like Kylie didn't say that. We didn't post it yet. But it we doesn't even video. sound like Kylie. I'm going to make a bold statement. You I'm, think it's Malika? I'm not saying Malika's pregnant. I'm just saying the voice sounded like Malika to me. Also, the way it was said was like clearly if you listen to it, it's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. It was clearly joking. It wasn't be like, no, I can't have that. I'm sorry. I'm pregnant. Like it, it, this was the, one of the dumber storylines. It also could be though. I just just like to if we're going to engage, let's just engage for like hardcore for a second. It also could be, you know how people use the term I'm I'm pregnant as a way of like, oh my God, that was the best donut I've ever had. Like, I'm yeah. pregnant. Like, it could also be that. I don't know. It could be playful. Or who knows? Maybe nine months down the line, we'll have a little Malika baby. Who the fuck knows? But that was just, we don't think it's Kylie. 
Okay, we are pausing to tell you guys about one of our favorite companies. You've heard us talk about it before, but we're going to talk about it again. We're here to talk about Third Love. Julie? I can't say enough good <laughs> things about this bra. I really can't. It's the best bra I've ever owned. <laughs> okay. So Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. The thing about Third Love is that they have more sizes than most other brands. So they have more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, which is amazing, by the way. Like if you're a B and a half, you're in between a B and a C. How many times does that happen? Also, the convenience of it. You can skip the trip. So you find your fit with the Third Love online fit finder quiz. You order it. You try it on at home. And there's no more of those like weird fitting room experiences where someone's like chasing you around with a tape measure. I mean, I, I so vividly remember feeling that way and just hating it. <laughs> also, I listen, I've been super transparent. I don't wear bras ever. I don't like for myself, never. This is the only bra that I wear when I have to wear one. And Julie knows that's the truth. She's it's nodding. Hardcore the truth. <laughs> so here's how the quiz goes. You answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's fun and it takes less than a minute. So the thing is, breast shape like matters so much when finding a good fit. And you can identify your breast size, the shape, the fine styles that fit your body. It's so customized. Like, isn't that a good way to describe it? It's just so – Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're literally the I biggest advocates. I can't say enough good things. I really can't. I know. The best thing is that there's a 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it. And third level, wash it and donate it to a woman in need. It's amazing. Also, the returns and exchanges are free and easy. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash celebs now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today. Okay, now back to the show. This next thing we're going to talk about, two Kim-related things. I think let's start with kimono. Yeah. So as you guys know, Kim announced last week that she was coming out with a shapewear line and she was naming it Kimono. Immediately, she was met with a lot of backlash. And in my opinion, listen, you know we're diehard Kim fans. I really understood that backlash. I thought that there's a million different things she could name her line. And to name it such a traditionally worn garment in Japanese culture, whether or not her intentions were in the right place, which I believe they were, just was not the move. Like, no, it was it was inappropriate. And it was also one of those situations in my mind where it's like, it could have been so avoided. You know, you know, you're a smart, smart girl. You know that this is going to like be met with at least some backlash. It just seemed smarter to avoid it overall. Maybe she didn't, you know, think about it on the level that she did receive, but she had to have known there would have been some. And the backlash that she received was absolutely right. People were offended. Like it, it was their culture or something that's incredibly important to them. And like the a mayor of... Um, the mayor of Kyoto um came out asking her to consider changing the name which she did which we'll get into that in a second but i need to read this email from one of our followers she like really wanted yeah. I, I felt like she really wanted me to she says hi my name's i'm not gonna say her name i'm a huge fan of the show i started listening when jordan gate first broke i haven't stopped whatever as i'm sure you both know there's a whole controversy over the name and the trademark of kim's new shapewear line komodo i'm asian american though not japanese and this really bugs me this situation feels different to me for obvious reasons here are some you didn't ask for and she writes Number one, a kimono is a traditional Japanese dress and carries a lot of cultural significance. It has nothing to do with shapewear or what shapewear does. Number two, I realize that her name is in the word, but that's not validation, and there are tons of other options she can use that play on her name and what shapewear does. Someone suggested kimotion or something like that. Number three, a kimono is literally a piece of clothing, something that you wear, and shapewear is also something that you wear. While they may be two separate kinds of clothing, Kim's product is going to most likely overshadow what a kimono actually is. 
Number four, normally when it comes to non-Asian people wearing traditional dresses of Asian culture, Asians in Asia don't always care that much, and Asians in America tend to care a lot. In this case, Jap Japan is pissed. Number five, my understanding of a trademark is that it has to be something that people are able to buy. Therefore, it's uncomfortable that she's going to be selling and, and profiting off of her kimono line when a kimono is a real separate thing that can also be purchased. She then wanted to say that, like, there's so many tweets about this, and she sent us a couple of those. And she was like, listen, in Kim's defense, she's not the first or only person uh, or company to take the word kimono and use it to sell clothing for monetary gain. She's like, if you walk into Target or Urban Outfitters or any major clothing chain, you know what I mean. She said, she's like, I agree with almost all of your opinions on the Kardashians, and I think – Oh, she's saying really nice things. I don't have to read it. But she was just saying, like, I'm just curious for what you guys think of that. I agree with everything you said. Listen, we are not Asian American. We don't have the same – we can't speak on it from the personal – like, personally being offended on behalf of our own culture because that's not our culture. But I completely understand it. And the second it came out, even before there was backlash, I we said to each other, not, not a good move, Kim. Like, no, I know. And I think that, first of all, I think we're really lucky that we have the opportunity where people can, you know, write in and explain things to us that we may not understand from our own perspective. And I know that if it was something that was appropriated from my own culture, that I would be offended too. So I, I totally get it. I totally understand the backlash. And I I am thankful that this is an open dialogue that we can have about it. So this morning, Kim posts, by, by the way, in the midst of all this, like literally, literally we're like rushing to get the Taylor thing out. We're like doing all this stuff and Kim posts that you changed the name, which I'm thrilled about, but it was just like another thing that to do. So she writes, being an entrepreneur and my own boss has been one of the most rewarding challenges I've ever been blessed with in my life. What's made it possible for me after all these years has been the direct line of communication with my fans and the public. I'm always listening, learning, and growing. I am so appreciate the passion and varied perspective that people bring to me. When I announced the name of my shapewear line, I did so with the best intentions in mind. My brands and products are built with inclusivity and diversity at their core, and after careful thought and consideration, I will be launching my Solutionware brand under a new name. I will be in touch soon. Thank you for your understanding and support always. I thought that was a perfect, perfectly done apology. Class act. Listen, if you're going to sit here and, and like you just hate everything the Kardashians do, then you're never going to be okay with that apology because you're never going to be okay with the, the fact that she did it in the first place. It wasn't right that she did it in the first place. But you know what? She had the chance to right her wrongs, and she did in a very eloquent statement. And you know what? That's exactly what she should have done. I quite frankly, with the level of intelligence that Kim has and the business sense that her and Chris have, I cannot believe this name was ever approved. No, I can't either. It's 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 shocking. but It is kind of shocking. So that's taken care of. The second thing that I want to talk about is – so Kim comes out with KKW body makeup. And whether or not – like personally, I'm not someone that has ever wanted to wear body makeup. And I don't think that I will. But I still was really intrigued I by it. I don't know. It. I got to say when I saw it, I was like – I was yeah. definitely intrigued. So Jamila Jamil, who as you guys know, have, has been very vocal about taking a stand at a lot of the things that are sold to us online, most famously the laxative teas and the fit teas. And one of the most – I think engaged posts we ever posted was when Khloe Kardashian was promoting Fit Tea and Jamila commented basically saying to her like, why are you doing this? Why are you telling young girls this is what you need to do? Whatever. And I think people really got behind her in that message. And since then, she's always been an advocate for body positivity and inclusivity and all that stuff. She had an opinion on this, which I'm going to read you her what she said, the caption, her response, and then we'll give our opinions. So she says, I have such severe eczema all over that my legs are covered in huge patches of pigment loss from scratching. I have a ton of stretch marks, and because I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, every time I cut, I scar. I refuse to have these normal human marks weaponized against me. And she captions the picture. Seeing more and more companies sell 
cell, always marking just that women, makeup that is for your body to cover all your, quote, flaws. This is a nightmare for your clothes, furniture, bed sheets, bank account, especially if you're tall or curvy as you need so much extra. It's time-consuming to put on and take off. It clogs pores, can make some skin conditions worse, and is based on a Photoshop ideal of a woman, which is a problematic downhill spiral. Yes, I understand we should all be allowed to do whatever makes us feel good, but can we not also question why fully disguising our entire natural selves makes us feel better? Why do we feel bad about ourselves? Who did that? Who profits off of it? Do boys have to live up to the same standards? Are they shaming as easily and frequently as us, fe- as us females? Isn't there something a bit off about making people's happiness and confidence lie in doll-like perfection? I'm finding it all deeply suspicious myself, dot, dot, dot. She received a lot of backlash and a lot of support, but someone commented, I agree with most of the things you say, but isn't this the same thing as wearing makeup or fake tan? You're giving people the illusion you've got great skin, so what's the difference? And she responds, I think foundation every day is really bad for your skin and for your mind. I personally can't wear it anyway because it irritates and clogs my skin, and it makes me hate my natural skin if I see myself looking much, quote, better with with foundation. I wear lightly tinterized and moisturizer in the sun because I'm yet to find a good sunscreen that doesn't make brown people look gray-white. Anyone got any suggestions? But at all other times, I'm just wearing moisturizer. But I find the pervasive messaging to women around stretch marks and scars and skin conditions really sinister and want to destabilize it as it's a losing battle because we all have the shit slash we'll get it at least we'll get at least some of the shit. Okay. In that tweet and in that caption slash comment, she doesn't call out KKW Beauty by name, but that is what she's doing. It's a direct response to the body makeup. Would you like to go first or would you yeah, like to Yeah, I have too? a million and seven thoughts. First of all, I want to start out by saying that I understand, respect, and agree with her in her fight against the detox tea. It is it is literally something that you are putting in your body that causes harm and should not be promoted. I fully, fully agree with that. With that being said, Jamila has what a lot of people are calling this high horse that she is on about you know body image and all of this stuff. When it comes to body makeup, it's not, in my opinion, her place to tell other people what they should or shouldn't be doing with their skin or how they should feel. For example, Kim marketed this product because she suffers from psoriasis. It's not like Kim doesn't have anything on her body that she's trying to cover up that, and she's putting out this product for people to use while she has nothing that she's suffering from. She came out with this product because she is insecure about her own struggles with psoriasis and therefore is putting this out. Another point about this is the way Kim has been marketing this product is not, oh, you don't like your stretch marks? Here, cover them up. Oh, you don't like part of your skin here? Here, cover it up. Everything that I've seen Kim doing is, for example, this one tweet that I I had sent to you that's Kim made her story of somebody who had the severe, what I, I think is a burn on their leg and showed the other leg completely covered up. It would be, it was miraculous, like truly miraculous. It would be so incredible if every single person could look at their skin and say, you know what, I'm fine with leaving it out. But it's just not the case. And maybe it's a societal thing that Jamil is fighting against that we shouldn't feel that way. But I'm sorry, it's just not right for her to tell people how to feel about their skin and that they shouldn't be using body makeup because it, it's, it creates societal norms. When you have something that you don't like about your skin or your body, it is your prerogative to fix it. It is no one else's place to tell you what you can and can't do. And that's how I feel in this situation. I just think it's wrong for her to come out attacking this. And also, you know, one of the things she says is it's so bad for your bed sheets and your clothes. And uh, this is something that Kim has done so well is where she has said, 
it is not 0% transferable. If you wait for it to dry, there's a lot less chance of transfer. And if you put on a setting powder, then it's even lower than that. And she has showed blops and, and made really, really sure of that, that she is marketing in a way that people know that there is a chance of this. So I think it's really unfair for Jamila to, again, it wasn't targeted only at KKW. I just think it's unfair for her to come forward with all of these things that, yeah, maybe you feel that way and that's great and I support you so much and I feel so like happy for you that you've gotten to a point in your life where you can feel that way and it's amazing and we should all get there, but it's just not the truth of the matter. I agree spot on with everything you said. I A couple of things that I want to say is when she says, um, you know, do boys have to live up to the same standards? No, they don't. And I completely, like on a, on a totally separate note, agree strongly that it's it's unbelievably unfair that as women we feel this need to present ourselves in a in a way that I think a lot of our male counterparts don't it's a product of society perhaps our upbringing I don't know I do a lot about a lot of work about my own relationship with this in therapy and I, I'm really trying to get to the bottom of it and I think it's a combination of a lot of different things so I agree with like the basis of that yeah in theory I, I wish that wasn't the case but right now it is the case and we got so many inboxes from girls that say that they used to cut themselves and they have these marks on their body that they are so insecure about and they have been yet to find a product that works and that they used KKW Beauty and that it worked and that it made them feel so much better and they were so upset that they felt this is not me saying this with these these it was I would say like six women sent us they were so upset that they felt like Jamila was making them feel bad for covering scars that they were insecure about no I mean I that's have, an amazing point that I have never I have never engaged in self-harm, but I can only imagine the potential insecurities that could come from that. And I think that if you have the ability, listen, like Julie said, in an ideal world, it would be so amazing if we could all show all of these different marks on our body and have no, not, not a care in the world about it. But if you can't, for whatever different reason that we all have, to have a product that you feel like works and helps you, to me, I celebrate that. Like in the meantime, what on our the, the way that I look at it is like on our journey to hopefully getting to a place of true equality from a superficial perspective in terms of looks, men men versus women, on our way there, why not why should we not be allowed to use something that helps us feel better? I, I just it's like saying we can't wear Sphinx. I, I no, I, I so agree. I I I think it's really dependent on the individual person and you know Again, it would be so ideal if we all lived in this world where it just didn't matter. And it's not uh, – most people who do these things where and, – and we all do it. Like I do it, you do it, whatever. Where spanks, body makeup, whatever. It's not so much to make other people think you look good. And this is from my own perspective. It's more to make yourself feel good. And if you're doing something that makes you feel good, I just – I, as long as it's healthy and not harming your body, I just, I don't see an issue with that. And I don't see why other people should have an issue with something that you're doing for yourself. And also in terms of, you know, do boys have to do this? I don't necessarily agree that they never have to do it, that they never have to worry. I've, I grew up with one of my closest friends who was a guy who had terrible eczema his whole life. And I, I can't tell you that he was in the dermatologist every other day because he hated it so much and he didn't want it. So I think it's unfair to say no guys have these issues that they deal with or skin issues that they're insecure about. I've seen 
uh, how many boys do you know that went on Accutane in high school because they just were so upset with the way their face was? I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's unfair to say it's only women that deal with this. No, you're right. I, and I'm sorry if that's the way no, that No, no, not across. about you. It was it was just like a... No, no, because you're 100% right. It's not only women. Of course not. I guess I'm saying... And it's also gender nonconforming people too. It's everyone. I guess I'm just saying that women in our society are right. definitely held to a higher standard when it comes to looks than of men. Course. And I think that that's a fact. And I think we can all agree with that. Also, like, just from a logistical perspective, like women wear things that expose their legs more frequently than men do typically. You know what typically. I mean? Like things like that. Yes. Typically, of course, not always. So it's just a really like interesting debate. I could not believe the the that we were getting just people people send us their opinions like a lot about stuff like they'll send us a post. And we didn't get one um comment in support of Jamila. Everybody said I think what she's doing is amazing in general. I support the tea thing, all of that, but I can't get behind this. And like, I completely agree. I couldn't get behind it either, but I thought it was interesting that that's the feedback that we got at least. Listen, there are a lot of people that totally support what she was saying. I think also though, you know, honestly, is like take out Jamila, take out whatever. I think that there there could be people that didn't even necessarily agree with her, but will take any opportunity to latch onto an anti-Kardashian thing. And this was also seen as anti-Kardashian more than just anti like body makeup. And that's the other thing that a lot of people came forward and was like, we know Jamila has an issue with the Kardashians and like, let's call a spade a spade. Kim is not the first person to come out with body makeup. It's, it's been around for years and years and years. So for her to now start this, you know, uh, vilification of body makeup, it's just unfair because it's it's an attack on Kim is what it more seems like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I know. There's, not, there's nothing else to say on it. I mean, I like having these conversations because I think it's a really interesting point and also like, you know, like I I um, read a lot about like body positivity and all that stuff because I'm kind of like interested in my own life. And I was reading something recently. I started following this account. I I I know I'm gonna mess. I think it's called Beyond Beautiful Book, but don't quote me on that. And they posted something, and it was like, why are we all stressing body positivity? Like, no one is telling you that you have to love your body. Why don't we talk about body neutrality? Of like, why am I associating all of my worth in my body? Like, I don't have to say, and to me- You said this to me the other day. Because it was such a, and I, I'm, don't quote me on that. Like, I'm probably fucking up the quote. It was just, to me, that was so powerful because it's so true. It's like, I feel in my own life that I sometimes associate my worth with like my looks occasionally. And I, and I don't know why I do that because like, I really like myself. I really like my insides. I think I'm really smart. I have a lot of like good qualities. But for some reason, when I feel like I look better, I feel like I am better. And it's something that I'm actively working to change because I don't like being like that because- First of all, that's just such an unhealthy mindset. But I, that quote that like really stuck with me because it's like, you know what? Why am I sitting here telling myself I have to force myself to love the way I look all the time? Sometimes I'm not going to like the way I look and that's okay too. It's it's really such an important point. Not only that you're not always going to love the way you look and that's okay, but it's when you stress, you know, to this extent of body positivity by love your body, love your body. It's like, it's like there's so much focus on your body that whether you're saying you should love it or hate it, it's like we're still so focused on it. And it's something that I had to go through um, like this this whole training thing for like dealing with somebody who was recovering from anorexia when I was, I was working with them. And one of the things that they said to me was don't talk about their body at all. Do not compliment her on looking skinny. Do not compliment her on looking fit. It's like the more you stress her body or or his or whoever's body it is, the more focused you're putting on it. And I feel that way a lot with body positivity. It's like, why are, like, I understand the message behind it and I understand that there's good intent always with that message. Like, I think Lizzo is the 
best example of that. Emma literally woke me up the other morning and was like, Julie, wake up. I'm so inspired by Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, I It's did. like true story 100%. And I so believe it. It's just like whether you're saying body positivity or not body positivity, it's still we're putting so much emphasis on bodies that it's like, can we stop talking about it for 10 minutes? That's a thousand million percent. I have probably said this quote on this podcast because I say it everywhere I go. My therapist gave me the most valuable advice of my life. She said, we are souls with bodies, not bodies with souls. And if I could internalize that, like every day of my life, I wish I could. It is so true. Let's remove that from the conversation. Also, this account also posted something that was like 10 compliments you can give someone that have nothing to do with how they look. I, I made a really conscious decision. I will never say to someone, no matter who it is, even if it's someone that I know is trying to lose weight, I'll never say, oh my God, you look like you lost a couple of pounds or did you gain a couple? I will never say anything about someone else's weight because it's so not anybody's place one way or another. I, I really feel so strongly about that. I don't know. This got really intense. I know. I didn't because expect this is, that. This is like, you know, I could talk about this stuff forever. No, I, I know. And, and we, should do a, we should do a Patreon episode, like literally just on all this yeah. stuff. Anyway, um... Is there anything else you'd like to add? Are there other major things in Kardashian world that we're missing? Listen, I got to say, oh, Jordan did an interview um, with Entertainment Tonight. and Like a quick one. Like a quick one. It wasn't like a sit down. She was like on a red carpet. And someone – I think they asked her like, what do you have to say about Chloe saying you didn't apologize? And do you remember exactly what what her exact quote was? It was like she kind of – she kind of brushed it off. She was like, I've I've, – I've said what I had to say. Uh, like I've like it, it was kind of like I've said what I, or like I've shown that I'm sorry, but it was not like I have apologized to Chloe. So I don't think she said that word for word, right? No, she. That's she the point didn't. is that she, she didn't, didn't say it. That's it what was I'm like saying, yeah. it was like I obviously um, have shown that I I apologized or so, or I obviously show that I'm sorry, but it's like I never the people had issue with it because it wasn't like she ever said to Chloe um, I am sorry. But on the flip side of it, a lot of people um, were celebrating her because they were. Uh, they thought the interview was talking back at claims that Kim gave her her career, that Kylie gave Jordan her career and supported her family off of it, which people were really upset with Kim for saying. And and Jordan was like, I've been modeling since I was 18. I don't want to get into that whole thing again. I just think it's unnecessary. But th- but that was just Jordan's kind of response to that point. Saying she's a hard worker, which nobody has no ever. One, and that was not anything that anybody no. said, I don't think. No, 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 no. I- she hustles. That girl is a hustler. We've said and good that for her, and I wish her genuinely the best in her career. No, so do I. And I still said I say to you all the time. Like I'll text Julie that I'm like, Jordan looks so beautiful right now. I, I still feel that she way. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. Okay, what a what a week. <laughs> wow. We will see you guys. This is coming out on Wednesday, I believe. So yes. we will see you guys next week for our Kardashian bonus show regular episode. Hopefully, there's no more breaking news that we have to do an emergency episode. But if there is, we will do it because that's what we do. Yeah. And again, if you enjoy this, please write a review. It really helps us. Or if you want to rate it, write a review, whatever. It really, really does help us. Okay. We love you guys. Let's talk about baby making for a second because... It's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is 
almost you can think of it as like a modern effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find free to fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.